You're listening to my friend's place on WGOTLP Gainesville. All right, are we all ready? Here we go. stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight for the rampart we watch with so gallantly streaming and the rockets red flag uh-oh the bombs bursting in that our black was still there. I'll make up for it now. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner get way for the land, for the land
someone in my head But that night you were there instead Check the charts, it's in our stars Your face upon the tarot cards I got to get my timing right Meet me somewhere Sunday night Cause baby I'm a time traveler I can see you in my future I'm a time traveler
Chromio. I don't need a new girl closing out the warm-up mix portion of my friend's place today on WGOTLP Gainesville 100.1 FM. Before that, in the mix, you had a Mark Garson, Zeus of the World, and then it was one from the clientele, Claire's Not Real. After that, you heard Jaylen Naganda with Come Around and Love Me. And then finally, you had a Jacob's Castle Time Traveler, and I believe the lead singer of that group is the uh, son of the former lead singer of Sublime, so a little bit of a, a connection there to uh, some great past music. But anyway, uh, that's everything for the warm-up mix today here on My Friend's Place. And before we get into uh, a lot more new music, let me tell you about this past week, um, how I saved a life and became a real hero. Um, so here's what happened. I was uh, completing my patrol on bike, of course, of uh, 6th Street uh, between the areas of 39th Avenue and University as part of what I like to do for the 6th Street squad, keeping my neighborhood safe. And um, I don't remember the exact time, but it was I don't know, around noonish on a weekday. Maybe it was a Friday, possibly. Uh, but anyway, so I'm heading north. Uh, just a little further along than where that old trophy shop and the old ABC that's now a Habitat for Humanity are located. And now, unfortunately, there is not a bike path in this area. And I've mentioned this a couple times on the show before that if you're going to ride uh, in the area on 6th Street where I do, you have two pretty bad choices. If you're a cyclist, A, you can uh, share the road with cars traveling in excess of 40 miles per hour, uh, oftentimes driving pretty crappy, or um, you can ride on the sidewalk. And I recognize that neither one is great, and, and both, of the, um, both of those options are pretty dangerous. But personally, I decide to take the sidewalk route because, I don't know, I weighed the cost-benefit analysis, and to me it's like, I don't know, the lesser of two evils, in my limited opinion. Uh, so that means you really, really have to pay attention uh, to what the cars are doing uh, because, truthfully, and I can say this as a person that's a cyclist and a car driver, it is really hard to see cyclists riding um, on the sidewalk if you're coming up on one of the perpendicular roads because there's just not um, the vision that you need as a driver to really see those people very well. Um, so therefore, when I'm riding on the sidewalk in this area, I like to go not half, but maybe two-thirds speed, so I can absolutely stop on a dime for cars pulling up, um, either making a left or a right. So I'm always looking ahead, and I'm trying to predict what these cars that are pulling up uh, are going to do. So I noticed this old truck stopped and sitting, you know, very still <laughs> at a stop sign, I believe on 26th Ave. Um, which is just a little bit north of, you know, uh, the 23rd Ave intersection that I just told you about. And, um, you know, I noticed that it's actually stopped about maybe six feet back uh, from the intersection and where you're supposed to stop and wait for the stop sign. And this is like the worst thing possible safety-wise for a biker because... I'm assuming this guy in the truck is probably on his cell phone, maybe texting or checking social media, or some people work out of their car, so maybe he's going to an appointment. I don't know. And this sounds like the safe thing to do, stopping and not using your social media or your cell phone, but um, 
it does create a safety issue for cyclists and pedestrians because you, know, you really can't predict what a person driving um, and stopped at a stop sign on their cell phone is going to do next because they often lose track like of surroundings and as such instead of kind of looking around and figuring out what's going around with them uh, a lot of times the first move for people that have been stopped for a while on their cell phones is to just start moving and not really looking uh, what's going on around them so um, I'm getting closer and closer to this truck I'm riding really slow because um, I have no idea what he's going to do and as I approach the uh, intersection where that truck is located I start to notice that there's a car uh, behind the truck that isn't moving either and I'm thinking, you know, what a jerk, you know, sitting at this stop sign, uh, making these people, you know, in a car behind them sit there and wait while he or she at this point is on their cell phone or, or whatever. Um, but as I get closer, I actually notice that there are actually two parked cars behind this truck um, that aren't moving at all. And I have no idea how long this truck has been sitting there. But I do know it's been at least a minute from the first time I noticed it. So finally I get up to that, that intersection and I'm about to pass the truck and I really want to get a good look at this, uh, we'll call him a D-head, uh, sitting at the stop sign, uh, making these people in their cars behind him sit there and wait, um, probably while he's on his cell phone. Uh, that's when I notice something and it is that this dude, it's a dude driving the truck by the way, uh, he's totally passed out. I mean, totally passed out uh, behind the wheel of this truck uh, in the middle of the day. Like I said, it's like a regular weekday afternoon. Is it an overdose? Does he have narcolepsy? Um, or, I mean, there's a million different possible like medical explanations for being passed out behind the wheel. Um, most of them are not very good, by the way. But uh, I, so I'm riding, I ride past him. Uh, and then I stop and get off my bike as I get clear that intersection to go back and actually check on them. You know, wanna, this is not normal behavior for a weekday afternoon. And like I said, the dude is passed out. Uh, like drunk at a college party, passed out where uh, someone had way too much drink. And now his bros are about to maybe shave his eyebrows and uh, draw a uh, penis on his forehead with a sharpie. But... As I get even closer, as I'm walking up to the truck at this point, I'm starting to think, man, this, this guy actually looks like he could be dead. Okay, so what do you do? Well, the obvious thing, of course, was to try to wake him up, which I've got to admit is a weird thing to do uh, to someone that you don't know at all. Sure, I've woken up plenty of friends or family members before, um, but I've never until this past week ever woken up a complete stranger. So the first thing I decided to do, I'm going to get my very firm, uh, authoritative voice and say, Hey, mister. Hey, mister. Are you okay? Just exactly like you would expect uh, Wally and the Beaver would have done in an old classic episode of Leave it to Beaver. And uh, that didn't work. So then I raised my voice like an octave, uh, and now I'm yelling, Hey, are you all right? Wake up! Wake up! So I tried this for, I don't know, like 30 seconds, and still no luck. And that's, you know, the point where I'm really starting to think that maybe this guy is dead. 
So then, right at this exact moment, uh, the woman who was in the second car um, behind, she gets out and she's starting to uh, walk up to the truck, figure out what's going on, and how she can, you know, actually get wherever she's going, I suppose. And um, I've reached a point now where my yelling clearly isn't going to wake this guy up, which means. Uh, as a lifesaver, I'm going to have to go to uh, priority number two, and I'm going to have to touch and try to shake him to wake this guy uh, back up. Now, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before on my friend's place, um, but I do, I don't call it a phobia, but I do have a thing where I do not like to touch or be touched by strangers. Uh, but, you know, here we are. This is an emergency situation. So I've got to do it. It's my chance to shine. It's my chance to be a real hero. Um, so then the next question becomes, if you're going to um, wake someone up, and this guy's sitting up in his, his truck. He's not slumped over, passed out on, on the seat. He's sitting straight up, except his head's kind of leaned over. And i got to figure out, well, where do you touch him uh, to try to wake him up? Uh, is this guy going to totally freak out when I wake him up? Um, if I can even wake him up, because at this point I'm like, eh, you know, there's a chance he might actually not be alive. So my first move was to uh, touch this man gently um, with two fingers, basically kind of like my pointer fingers, and gently kind of nudge him on the shoulder, poking him a couple of times, but no luck. So then I repeat the same action again, a little bit more force. Uh, I think the second time I was actually using my whole palm, my whole hand to try to shake him and his shoulder. So none of this has worked. Um, at this point, I'm not super concerned anymore whether he's dead because I'm pretty sure I can see him still breathing a little bit. Uh, so then the next step is to actually grab um, his left elbow, uh, the one that's you know easy to reach on the driver's side, and start shaking him as I'm yelling, wake up! wake up still nothing and um realistically now this whole scenario since the time from i noticed him way down the sidewalk to this point is about five minutes in total so um the woman who's walked up and came from the second car um, she pulls her phone out and she asks should we call someone and um i reply yeah 911 because like my phone was still in my uh, my bag and my bike, so she starts to make um, the call, nine one one. Get somebody out here to check on this guy. So I'm like, all right, well that's good. I'm, we're almost done here. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back to the car that's directly behind the truck, and it's an elderly woman. And so I'm having a really short conversation with her, trying to describe, you know, what's going on with this guy passed out, and I'm gonna suggest that you know she just back up and then go the other way, find a side street out of the neighborhood. Um, or, I mean, you could pull up beside him and kind of make a dangerous left turn uh, from, or turn from the left lane. And then at that exact moment, as I, I turn around uh, to walk back one more time, to check on the guy, check on the truck before hopefully like medics or fire department, whoever is going to show up to take care of the situation, um, I see the truck starting to pull up to the in intersection all the way up to the intersection. And as he makes um, a right on the 6th Street, 
the dude yells, Sorry! <laughs> right as he's pulling out. And that, my friends, is how I saved a man's life uh, this week. So, uh, there you go. Um, let's get into uh, new music. The Breeders, they've got a re-release coming out. And as part of that re-release uh, from 30 years ago, they put out like a, a couple of B-sides or bonus material, I suppose. But uh, anyway, here's a newish, newer music from The Breeders. And the song title is Go Man Go, which I kind of thought was the perfect uh, title to um, segue from this story about where I could not get this man to wake up and um, go. So there you go. Breeders, Go Man Go. Thanks for listening to my friend's place. At parade rest, the fathers will be driving home.
Drop down, tires on fire. Who are you? I'm living my life. See you looking with that side eye. Why are you so jealous? Cause I'm one of a kind. What you think about me? I don't care. I'm a classic real default. The girls you need to know. They already know. They're over there. music from the Barbie soundtrack, a movie that I'm actually looking forward to seeing. It's Charlie XCX with the Speed Drive. Before that, in the mix here on my friend's place, you had the Breeders Go Man Go. That was one from uh, Sophie Myers. I was the right one. After that, it was Speedy Ortiz with Plus One. Uh, then it was Amelie Sande, uh, one of these things first. After that, you had Ha Ha, <laughs> Only Gets Better. And then I Catching you up to what you've heard on the show this week, you had Sun Signature, um, Blue Disc, The Lump Remix, and there you go. Everything you have heard on the show so far this week. So um, let's talk about uh, Sixth Street Squad, my, my personal uh, pet project. Um, earlier mentioned on when I was out on patrol, bike patrol, uh, pretty much saved a man's life. If you missed that part, you can uh, hope to catch a replay of the show. Or you can find this episode by searching for Kramler Radio Show. So I'm not going to go into great detail about how I saved this man's life on 6th Street. Um, so let's talk about some other 6th Street Squad related things. And uh, most important, I think, is that we are now on day 56 of the Dead Possum Roadkill Watch. And um, for those that haven't been uh, listening each and every week, uh, there was a possum that died um, some time ago. And I've watched its body decompose every single day, uh, wondering if or if anyone will ever come and remove this possum carcass. And, well, to answer that question, we today, if you're listening to the premiere on Thursday at uh, 4 p.m., we are officially on day 56 of Dead Possum Watch. And now, um, what used to be... uh, you know, guts and bones and flesh and other things. It's now basically a roundish pile of hair and like small bones. And I would say off the sidewalk, probably not much more than like a centimeter thick. Um, and the interesting thing um, here that is a little bit baffling is that this pile of fur and bones uh, from day to day, it moves either left or right on the sidewalk. It's neither like further up or further back because I know it's directly next to the 35 mile per hour speed limit sign in front of Oakgate. So I'm not exactly sure why this thing moves left or right. Um, at first I thought maybe there were animal scavengers coming up and gnawing, but there's nothing to gnaw on anymore. So uh, that's a mystery uh, that may never be uh, completely solved. But um, like I said, uh, some days it's sitting right in the middle of the sidewalk right there in uh, Oakgate. And um, let's see, so what we decided to do is a fundraising uh, contest. 
to try and predict how long it would take before um, that roadkill completely disappeared. And like I said, we're on day 56. And problem I'm having though is I've lost like my sheet with the, the numbers that people picked. But I do know uh, there are still two or three people that were left in the contest. And um, the roadkill is still there, so it's, it's still open. Uh, one of the people I do know, I, I do remember this, someone had 69 days, and I think I actually know which person picked that in the pool, um, but I really can't remember what the other two people um, picked. So uh, slide into my DMs if you had a number for the dead possum uh, between 56 and 69 days and the contest. And uh, there you go, get caught up on that. Uh, so let's move on and talk about something that I'm actually uh, shaking my old angry fist at this week. And that would be uh, television. Now think back to a time uh, like 10 years ago. Do you remember the promise of that time of cord cutting? Because everyone, and I do mean everyone, including myself, that I can remember, they hated their cable company whether it was waiting to have it installed or have a problem fixed or paying for 55 different channels you were never ever going to watch. Um, I'm pretty sure that was one of the things uh, 10 years ago everyone in America could agree with whether you're Republican, Democrat, or Independent. Um, so with computers and streaming all of a sudden you get this promise that you don't have to pay for you know, the 60 channels you never watched as part of the cable package that was probably, you know, close to $100 for most people at that time. Um, like, I knew I was never going to watch Fox News, but yeah, I'm paying for it. And I knew I was never going to really watch anything on Discovery or VH1. Um, but I'd say today in 2023, that glorious dream of uh, cord cutting and not paying for stuff that you don't watch is dead. Um... And this is why my fists are so angry. It's because now, instead of like cable and all that bad stuff, now everything's moved like to all these different streaming platforms. Uh, so, would you like to watch Ted Lasso, that comedy? Well, you better have Apple. Uh, do you want to watch one of my favorite shows um, of the past decade, Succession? Well, then you're going to need HBO. And I still refuse to call it Mac, so um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep on that horse. Oh, uh, you want to watch some Black Mirror? Great sci-fi? Uh, then you're going to have to have Netflix. Um, how about a show that I'm going to review in the next segment called The Bear? Uh, really popular. Well, then you would need Hulu for that. And if you like Star Wars at all, then you better be subscribed to Disney+, Plus because that's where all the Star Wars stuff is. So, 10 years ago, as much as everyone hated cable, it is actually getting worse um, in 2023. And now you're seeing it a lot with sports starting to do the same thing. There was a big controversy last year um, for NFL football fans of them moving games to Amazon, which is if, you know, the only way you can get that game is by subscribing to Amazon. So that had a lot of people up in arms, and that just for me is, or not for me, but for the world, uh, that apparently is what the trend is going to be. 
uh, instead of just having all these shows behind paywalls, you're going to start having sporting events um, that you love behind paywalls and uh, streaming services. And that's where this comes in. So for many years, the Tour de France, uh, which is in July, it's bounced around from different small cable networks to other small cable networks. NBC Sports, USA, Discovery, it's NBC, it's been around, you know, or bounced around a bunch of different ways. And um, now it's landed on Peacock, which is one of the streaming services I don't have any interest at all in. Um, I've looked at their programming and there's nothing there that I'm I have to watch. Um, other, of course, than this sporting event that I really want to watch, the Tour de France, uh, which also happens to be, I'd say right now, for sure, like, my favorite sporting event in the world, um, unless, like, the Gators are involved, uh, which I guess now, as I'm shaking my fist, is why I have a subscription uh, to Peacock um, so that I can uh, watch the Tour de France and really nothing much else on Peacock. And... That, my friends, is uh, why I'm shaking my angry fist this week. So uh, let's get into new music. Uh, first one up is the Vaughns. It's called Gizzards, which kind of seemed like appropriate um, after telling the story about the uh, Sixth Street uh, dead possum. So here you go. New music, the Vaughns, Gizzards. Thanks for listening to my friend's place on WGUTLP Gainesville. <laughs>
place on WGOTLP Gainesville 100.1 FM. Before that you heard the Vaughns with Gizzards and then it was uh, Farcaspian with Pet Architect which was my closing track last week which means this is week two you've heard it here on the show. Then it was uh, one from a band called Axis Sova and that song titles Trend Sets. Um, right after that you had uh, Art Fenniman with All I Can Do. And then it was a blonde redhead with a melody experiment and now you're caught up to everything you've heard on the show this week so let's do some television and movie reviews and uh, this week not a lot of movies really because I'm watching Tour de France that I'm paying for um, but there is a TV show I want to talk about and review and that is called The Bear which is in season two so um alright I liked season one of The Bear and actually reviewed it on my friend's place last year and it was in my top ten shows of the year I think around number eight but with the bear, there are always stories and things that bugged the crap out of me uh, in season one. Like this dumb episode where, for whatever reason, I don't want to get too much into it, but uh, they accidentally dose like an entire uh, kid party. They put Xanax like in the punch. So all these kids wind up passed out in a pile outside on the front lawn, which might be a fine episode for you know, a show like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that does really weird and, you know, 
outlandish type of plots. Um, but the bear is supposed to be like this more realistic show about what it's like to work in a kitchen and um, not super silly. And there are also other things from the show that, in my opinion, kept it from being a truly great series in season one. But I'm not going to dwell on those. So uh, the good news for the show, The Bear, in season two is that, at least in my opinion, they clean up almost all of those problems for season two. And last year was good. And season two, I'm going to go ahead and say, is truly great. Um, so let me rewind just a little bit in case you... Uh, haven't heard about the bear. Um, it's about this family-run Italian beef restaurant uh, in season one. So turns out the family that's involved with this restaurant, well, everybody's pretty crazy. And that is uh, part of the theme in season two as the main character whose name is Carmi and his staff. Uh, they're rushing against time now to reopen this restaurant. Uh, they want to change it into like a more of a fine dining restaurant because um, that's Carmi's background as a chef. And I gotta say, uh, season two gets like really tense. And I've I've worked in kitchens before, and I, at least in my limited opinion, I think they mostly got that really weird, crazy world um, working behind the line back in the kitchen. I think it's pretty close to reality of what it's like uh, to work in that field, especially in season two. Now, in season two, I thought everything about the bear was pretty awesome. It has an unbelievable ensemble cast. With um, On top of that, you have a bunch of really interesting cameos in season two. I will not say anything about those cameos because that would be spoilers. And another thing I really like about the bear is that the show... Uh, it looks, the way that it's shot and filmed, it looks way more like a movie than it does kind of a cheap television show. Um, I also love the pacing and the intensity of the show. It is unrelenting at times. Um, so if you have anxiety, maybe not the best show for you. But uh, this one's actually on Hulu. I mentioning before about having to have all these different streaming services. Um, even though it's technically an FX show, uh, which is a cable network, so I have no idea actually how that works, why some shows are on FX Hulu, they're only on Hulu, but some FX Hulu shows are on FX and Hulu, I don't know, I, I can't keep track of it anymore, but uh, it's on Hulu, it's kind of long-winded of saying it. Um, one other thing that I really really enjoy about the show and of course it ties in perfectly to hosting a radio show um, plays a lot of music is that its soundtrack is uh, pretty fantastic and it leans into some Chicago bands some blues but also really heavily into um, 90s alternative music so this next music uh, block I'm going to play things that appeared on the season 2 soundtrack so a lot of cool classic alternative music and first up uh, one of my favorite classic alternative bands you've got the Pixies with uh, Valoria here on my friend's place <laughs> Hold my 
French currencies And here is my appeal I need a chance, a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance A word, a signal, not a little breath Just to fool myself, catch myself Season 2 soundtrack that is REM with Strange Currencies. Um, all the music in that uh, block came from the Bear Season 2 soundtrack, which I reviewed earlier on the show and really like it and uh, highly recommend it to you if you're looking for a cool program to listen to this summer. And it has a wonderful soundtrack, as evidenced by what you just heard uh, leading off. Uh, after the break, you heard the Pixies with Valoria, uh, then a classic one from Psychedelic Furs, Pretty in Pink. Then you heard the Derudi Column with Future Perfect, and then right after that, uh, it was Brian Eno and John Kell, song titles Lay My Love, and that was one of the ones that I discovered on the show that I had never heard before that I wound up really liking. So uh, there you go, the uh, Bear Season 2 soundtrack. Just some of the song um, that you're going to hear because that uh, show relies a lot on music uh, to tell the story. So uh, anyway, before I hand things over to the next great uh, DJ and show, let's take care of some business here around the station. And first and foremost is going to be money, money, money. And uh, how can you help us with that? Well, patreon.com backslash WGOT is how you do that. Go on, sign up. takes about five minutes. Um, it's a monthly uh, uh, withdrawal or donation however you want to look at it and you can sign up for only one dollar a month if that's all you can do that's fantastic all those dollars add up and help keep the lights on the building and be truthful uh, behind the scenes the lights are really flickering on and off right now uh, we can really use some financial help and patreon.com is the easiest, fastest, and most consistent way to uh, be a financial supporter of WGOT. Uh, speaking of supporting WGOT, uh, we have a webpage, uh, WGOT.org. Um, also, you can stream us anywhere where you can get an internet connection. Probably uh, the best way across um, the different platforms and devices that people use uh, is to go to the uh, TuneIn app and listen to WGOT through that. So um, anytime you're outside of the antenna signal range, uh, just switch over and you can listen to us. Like I said, you'd be listening to us driving through Ocala um, using that app. Um, so we'd really appreciate you considering uh, just uh, doing that for us as well. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. Um, 
keep up to date with um, things that are going on here at the station. Um, really, truthfully, it's just mostly a bunch of jokes and silly memes to try and uh, make you smile or laugh and get you through the day. Um, so uh, consider, if you are on Facebook, uh, going to WGOT, liking our page, and following it. Uh, speaking of liking and following, if you want to listen to this episode of My Friend's Place, or uh, almost every other one that I've done for WGOT, it's easy to do, because you can find them the same place where you can uh, discover my other show, Cramwell Mix Show, which is more of a electronic house and techno-based show. Uh, but both of them are available. Um, just go to your favorite search engine, which I think for probably most people will be Google. There may be some outliers, but uh, go to Google, type in Kramla Radio Shows, and when you do that, you're going to see past episodes of um, Kramla Mix Show and My Friend's Place pop up, and there will be different ways that you can listen to it. Uh, the best way, uh, I would say, or at least my preferred method, would be through Apple Podcasts, but also SoundCloud, MixCloud, a bunch of other places that um, do MP3s hosting. Uh, you can listen to uh, My Friend's Place or, like I said, Cramble and Mix Show. Uh, so there you go. I think that's everything we have to do business-wise uh, for the station. So um, before I reveal the closing track this week, I uh, do want to tell you that uh, we do appreciate all the people and all the support of WGOT. And... Uh, you are the reason why uh, we keep the station up and running, and the show in particular is why. But uh, there you go. So here is your closer. Now, normally, I do not play many slow things or ballads uh, at near the end of the show. I usually try to get something a little bit more like upbeat, fast, you know, something to kind of bring the energy up, but um, I really like this cover, and it's a cover for one of my favorite uh, progressive house songs from all of uh, You're Not Alone. This is like an acoustic kind of electronic version of that, so you're about to hear Courtesy, You're Not Alone, the Eric DeCasio and August Rosenbaum mix of that song. So uh, thank you for listening. I'll be back same time, same channel next week. In a way it's all a matter of time. I will not worry for you, you'll be just fine Take my thoughts with you, and when you look behind You will surely see a face that you recognize